Tiny Toons is celebrating its 33rd anniversary this year, and Ashley Harrison is here with me to talk about Babs Bunny in Tiny Toons Luniversity, which is now streaming on Max and premiered on Cartoon Network last week. So, of course, you realize this means podcast. Are you ready, eager young space cadets? <laughs> Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Hello, and welcome to Of Course You Realize This Means Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Graves, and with me today, it is an honor and pleasure to have with me Ashley Hairston, the voice of Babs Bunny, and a writer and performer on Craig of the Creek, and so many more projects that you know and love, and I, I cannot wait to dive into all of that with her. But first, I just want to let you know that if you are tiny or toony or just a little bit loony, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast where we talk about all animation from Warner Brothers and specifically Looney Tunes. So if you love these characters, Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner, Porky Pig, then this is the place for you. And I am your guy. I'm your guide through the Looniverse. And <laughs> with this new entry, I am so excited because Tiny Toons is near and dear to my heart. And Ashley, what is your history with Tiny Toons as we're, the internet is going crazy over <laughs> Buster and Babs again? Did, do you have any core memories of watching the Adventures series back in the 90s? Oh, absolutely. So um, thank you so much for having me. First of all, this is truly surreal and I'm getting used to it. I'm seeing all of the love from the fans, the OG fans online, and I'm like so excited. It's really, really, really a cool feeling to, um, you know, see the response that we've gotten. The show has gotten, it feels it's like. so positive. It's yes. so, so positive. <laughs> I even, I, I haven't, I should say, I haven't watched any of the episodes yet, um, just because I'm, I'm uh, you know, a big supporter and uh, critical of my own performances and stuff. But I am seeing clips online and I am cracking up. I'm like, I don't even remember being like that ballistic in the record. <laughs> like, it's all so funny and I'm so happy, like, just to see, you know, that everyone's, you know, loving the new take and all of the characters coming back and the color and the design and the writing. Um, it just feels really, really, really nice. Um, but to answer your question, yes, uh, I grew up with Tiny Toons. Uh, I am in my 30s, <laughs> I'll say. Uh, so I'm, I'm around the same age as Tiny Toons. We, we grew up together. Uh, so, yeah, it feels really, really, really cool. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you know, excited. Um, yeah, just to sort of see it, you know, coming back to life, you know, in this year. Um, yeah, it's really, 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 really cool. <laughs> this reboot is like revamping everyone's interest in those classics. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that they are put on the Mac streaming service because earlier this year they were removed from Hulu, which oh, was our, yeah. you know, our saving grace of like, oh, we have all these cartoons to watch, but now 
you can't find them anywhere. So unless you own them on DVD already. So I'm really hoping that with all of this fan outpour of love and admiration and, you know, the history of the cartoons and obviously this resurgence that you're a part of, there's a newfound love and, and, you know, interest in the classics. And I really hope that they get uploaded. Yeah. It's it's so cool. It's um yeah, I, I was gonna say I, I grew up watching them on Saturday mornings and I watched, you know, Looney Tunes and Tiny Tunes and I mean those characters were such a big part of, you know, shaping my childhood and literally why I am the wacky weirdo that I am today. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, just like hijinks humor, that's that's very much instilled in me. Um <laughs> Uh, just, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I just picture like eyeballs bulging, like c- characters getting smashed, you know, <laughs> to, pianos to, falling, pianos <laughs> falling, um, legs like spinning so fast and then taking off like the roadrunner, just like all of that kind of wacky humor, wacky physical humor is very much um, in line with my comedic voice today. Um, and yeah, and it's all, I would say, attributed to, to Looney Tunes, Tiny Tunes. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> these, these characters are all about embracing the weird. And yes. I feel like that was such a good lesson for us as kids to endure and take in into yes. our lives because it did make us better writers and, you know, uh, more in tune with comedy, if you will. Yeah, and I really think it it speaks to the power of imagination too, because they it really yeah. just pushed the limits on you know what the body can do, what the <laughs> brain can say, you know it's 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 yeah, it's the top of the top, I would say. Yeah, and so speaking of comedy, you had small roles and made little appearances on comedy sketch shows like Comedy Bang Bang and mm-hmm. Conan, as well as teaching courses at UCB here in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Did you always know comedy was where you wanted to be? And what about that genre really spoke to you? Oh, uh, well, I, I actually didn't teach at UCB. I performed at UCB. Oh. Um, I did teach improv over at the improv space in Westwood. But at UCB, I, I performed and took classes there. And I would say, yeah, um, you know, performing there regularly kind of shaped who I am as a performer. Um, it was a great playground for myself and all of my my sketch comedy friends. <laughs> um, we lived at UCB um, and I got some of my first, you know, big writing jobs and, and uh, on-camera jobs out of, you know, being a performer, a regular performer on their mod team, which is like their sketch teams, you know? Yeah, fantastic. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, all of those things. I, I did you did you ask me if I grew up in comedy there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that was part of it. Uh, like, oh, yeah. did did you always feel pulled in that direction of being funny? Oh, sure. Oh, right. No. So what happened was, I'll tell you the whole story. (laughs) Um, So I've always been weird my whole life growing up. But then I went to college and I majored in theater arts. And I went to Howard University over in Washington, D.C. And um, it was a very strict program. (laughs) And let's just say, you know, I was a a unique student, a unique individual. (laughs) Um, You know, I was quite a character, I would say, quite a loony character. You know, (laughs) if I was a 
professor looking back now, I would identify me as like one of the, the wacky ones. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I studied there and I studied dramatic theater there, uh, graduated, thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, but then once I moved to Los Angeles, I immediately, you know, got into improv and sketch comedy. And literally, like the second day, I think that I moved to Los Angeles, I walked into IO West Theater, which is yeah. um, Improv Olympic. Um, it start, started in Chicago, and then they started, you know, a theater here in Los Angeles. Um, and I took an intro to improv class, like a free intro to improv class. And I came, I was with my best friend at the time. She had helped me move to LA. And I came out and I was like, oh my gosh, that was life-changing <laughs> just wow. based off of like the free improv class where they had us like rolling around on the floor uh you know acting like animals and just like zip zap zopping to each other what is zip zap zop who knows but it sounds funny you know <laughs> that kind of thing and I was like oh this is what I was meant to be doing I'm a weirdo and this <laughs> is like where I, you know, belong sort of thing. Yeah, and embrace so, it. Yeah, sure. exactly. And so I immediately got into classes and I I just never stopped there. I did the entire program at, at IO West. And then I did the program, the improv program at UCB. And then I did the sketch writing program at UCB and I took other writing courses um, and I started doing characters. Um, and then I learned to write for myself, write my own characters, and then I started performing around town in sketch comedy showcases. And so I did the CBS Diversity Showcase where I got to write and perform characters for myself and for the other performers. And uh, I really just developed and honed in on my own, you know, comedic voice and and what is, you know, what that looks like. And so, uh, yeah, just through those years is, is how I got here <laughs> um wow. everyone whenever I would perform would be like you have such a great voice you should do voiceovers and I was always like I don't know what that means that's a whole different world like yeah. and and honestly I I said this before on podcasts but I didn't like my voice growing up that was the thing like oh, no. I I know because I I grew up in Bellevue, Washington, uh, which was, you know, I went to a predominantly white school. Um, and then I went to Howard University, which is a historically black college. And so at both of these places, you know, growing up, I would all people would always ask me, is that your real voice? You know, they, they thought I was like putting on a voice for them. And then at Howard, everyone would be like, is that your real voice? Because they thought that I was also putting on a voice. <laughs> And so it was, you know, a thing where I never really, you know, fit in anywhere, you know, with huh. this voice, really. And so I was always finding myself kind of altering it or, you know, trying to change it to sound like someone else or to try to fit in. And so when I was, you know, doing performance here and people were like, you have such a great voice. That was kind of, you know, shocking to me. Um, but then. Once again, I was like, maybe I'll look into this. And I took a, a character uh, in, uh, what was it? It was like a in, intro to character animation class. Okay. And I immediately was like, oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is me. I do characters. I am a character. Yes, 
This is what I should have been doing all along. It's so easy and it comes natural to me. You fit so, right in. Yeah, fit right in. Exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I had the same kind of thing. And it's funny because I ended up doing podcasting, but I hated yeah. my voice growing up too. And I would never listen to a recording. And my friends and I used to make uh, VHS tapes and like um, sketch shows and stuff. Uh -huh. And I always like fast forwarded through my parts because I hated how I sounded. Also, I grew up in Texas, so I had a bit of a twang and I loved oh, yeah. it because I would just watch movies and I would start to imitate the sounds that I heard. And I wanted to sound, I guess, more Californian, but more neutral <laughs> than a Southern accent and Southern voice. And that's kind of how I came up with this voice. But I mean, who who's to say our voices are not what we make them anyway? <laughs> like, exactly. And, we, and <laughs> look who's listening to your podcast now. Everyone's listening to your voice. Well, thank you. <laughs> and um, I, I did get compliments on my laugh early on. Like yes. they, they always go, you have a unique laugh. And yes. I, you know, like as somebody who's listening to yourself laughing like it's hard yeah. to decipher what your laugh actually sounds like until you hear sure. it played back and and then it's still weird exactly. <laughs> well you do have a great voice by the way it's very calming and it feels um you know it feels welcoming and and just calm and inviting and kind oh thank you well <laughs> Five years of, of structure reworking my vocal cords has paid off then. <laughs> but um, let's let's move on to your career after all of IO West and, and like all of these improv courses and training. You landed a role as a writer and performer on Craig of the Creek. Yes. And that's such an underrated show. And I know it's only five seasons. And, uh, you know, people are clamoring for more. I don't know if the future yeah. holds more. I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to say anything, but yeah. it seems it seems that it might have ended. Um, but mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about your character, Ren, on that show. She is a, a science-loving character <laughs> and somebody yes. who's a leader. Um, yeah. what, what can you say about that character? And uh, did you have any say in how they kind of developed over time? Um, well, so yeah, Craig of the Creek changed my life, um, literally changed my life. Uh, I started as a writer, as a freelance writer at the end of 2019. And then in 2020, I joined as a staff writer and then the pandemic hit and yes. I, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, I was, I felt very, very lucky to have, you know, pivoted into writing when I did just because I was like, uh, you know, I was able to work all through pandemic. And I'm, I'm so, so, so grateful for that because, you know, I know that wasn't the case for a lot of people. Um, and so I had, I had already been coming in to book for uh, Ren. I had already booked Ren. Um, and so I was already coming in as a voice actor and, you know, doing my records and just by like coming in and becoming friends with like the head writer at the time. And then, uh, Matt and Ben, the creators, Matt Burnett and Ben Levin, um, I just kind of, you know, established a rapport with them. And then, so one day I was just looking for writing jobs cause I was tired of auditioning and <laughs> not getting <laughs> And I posted on Facebook that I was, you know, looking for writing jobs. And I, you know, kind of just said that I, you know, uh, I have all these credentials and here's my resume and I can offer a sample, all of that. 
And I got, you know, a bunch of responses. And then I got an email from Cartoon Network randomly uh, that was like, hey, we heard you're looking for writing jobs. Would you like to come in and sit in on a room? And I was like, oh, my gosh, what does that mean? It's happening. (laughs) Um, It's happening, exactly. (laughs) So I asked uh, a friend of mine, Haley Mancini. She is a former writer on uh, Powerpuff Girls, and she was also one of my sketch directors um, at UCB. And so I asked, I reached out to her and I was like, oh my gosh, I got this email. What do I do? What does it mean? And she was like, you'll be fine. You already know how to, you know, perform. You already know how to write for yourself. You already know, you know, how to write jokes and do characters and all build worlds and all of that stuff. That's what you've been doing this entire time, you know, (laughs) in sketch. And she's like, you'll be fine. And so I went in and sure enough, it was great. It felt like, you know, just another one of my sketch team rehearsals where we all just kind of sit in a room and and pitch ideas off of each other and heighten each other's ideas and come up with characters and weird names and all of that stuff. And I was like, oh, I could do this. And so, um, and so, yeah, they brought me on as, as a writer, but so Ren had already been established, you know, as a character before I came on as a writer. Got it. And then, yeah, writing, writing for Ren was uh, interesting because, yes, like you said, she is a scientist <laughs> um, <laughs> and I am not. <laughs> and so it was always like very interesting writing a character for myself because I was like, I like constantly Googling like scientific terms and, you know, <laughs> how to, you know, create uh, chemicals and all of that stuff. But yeah. Ren is great. She is very much like myself, I would say. She's easily excitable. She's passionate. She is uh, a little bit stubborn, uh, a little bit headstrong. Um, (laughs) But she's such a fun, fun, special, special character. Um, Like you said, she loves to do science there down at the creek. And so um, it's, it's been really, really fun to you know voice her yeah she, yeah her voice is is crazy she's like a mad scientist i think the explanation is obvious this helen must live in another dimension another dimension yeah i don't know about that yeah i'm a little skeptical yeah she's she's really fun but i was going to also say that yeah Craig of the Creek cut way too soon, you know. Um, unfortunately, uh, there's always, you know, these shakeups and, yeah. you know, mergers, studio mergers and all of that stuff. And, you know, I was devastated to hear the news that, you know, it had, the season, you know, had got cut. But, you know, with all of that said, we still have a movie, you know, uh, a movie coming out, The Craig of the Creek Yay. movie. That was announced, so I believe I can talk about that. There's a Craig <laughs> of the Creek movie that is coming. Um, and I was fortunate, very fortunate uh, to be able to be a part of the beginning stages of, you know, um, outlining that movie and coming up with stuff for that. So I feel very, very proud to have been a part of the Craig of the Creek crew. It's just, they they literally changed my life. Like I learned everything that I know now from writing, you know, um, yeah. Craig of the Creek and being under Matt and Ben and Tiffany Ford, and Jeff Trammell, like they, they truly just embraced me and took me in as my first time staff writing job. And 
loved me and grew me like a little plant. And I'm forever, forever grateful for that experience. Um, and there's also um, Jessica's Big Little World, I got to say, too, yes. which is the spinoff show of yes. Craig and the Creek, which follows Craig's little sister, Jessica, as she, you know, tries to grow it and get big and <laughs> get bigger. <laughs> um, and it's a really, really, really special show that I'm really, really proud to have been a part of. Um, and that one is scheduled to premiere this fall as well. A new preschool show from the world of Craig of the Creek. Jessica's big little, Jessica's big little world. Jessica may look like a little kid. But what I'm trying to say is she's a great little kid. Little kid. You're not small, you're huge. Help her navigate her big world. The big kid playground. Come on! Oh, that's so exciting. And congratulations on all your work in Craig of the Creek and Thanks. of uh, uh, Jessica's... Yes. Yes. I cannot <laughs> wait for, for that. And yeah, I just love Alliance of Science. I, I love like thinking <laughs> about that and saying that. That's such a fun, uh, like a uh, rhyming thing. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then we came up with the Deniance of Science <laughs> in one episode where she kind of splits from, from the Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> so creative, so funny. And I, I'm wondering, are there any similarities? Because I know that when Ren was first introduced and before you started writing her, she was kind of closed off. And like through the, throughout the season, she opened up and I feel like you were a big part of that. Um, and that's kind of similar what happens with Babs a little bit because uh -huh. when she first joins the Luniversity, she's separated from her fraternal twin and Buster. Well, I was so busy arranging my earbuds by formal and informal that I didn't notice her side is an absolute mess! Sis, I love you and I know you. You weren't happy when I would leave one sock on the floor back home. <laughs> Socks belong in the drawer, laundry basket, or being made into hand puppets. Anything else is an affront to the ancient law of socks. And it takes her an episode or two to really open up to, you know, being alone or away from her, but mm -hmm. with Sweetie at her yeah. side. Can you talk about the similarities between the two characters? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I would say that Ren, you know, is, <laughs> um, like I said, she's easily excitable. She kind of rushes into things and uh, she's very, very, um, not, you know, not stubborn, but just like headstrong, a little bit passionate. Yeah. Um, and I would say that Babs Bunny, you know, she is also, uh, she kind of gets excited a lot of times as well. Um, but she is a little more measured in that sense. You know, she's, I like to say she's a little bit part class clown. She's a little bit, or a little bit, you know, ASB president, a little bit class clown. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so she's able to kind of ring it in, but then also has has like these explosive moments where she's, you know, screaming about, you know, getting the wrong uh, dorm room assignment or something. Um, so they're both really, really fun characters to play just with a ton of range, which I am like, I'm just, I just feel so lucky to be able to explore both of those, you know, um, characters <laughs> in For that sure. way. Yeah. So now we're touching on Luniversity and what was that audition process like and what was your reaction when you heard you had the role uh, for Babs Bunny? 
Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, this was during the pandemic <laughs> and I was locked away. This was 2021. I was locked wow. away by myself alone in my studio apartment where I had been trapped, you know, all throughout the <laughs> pandemic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I was, you know, just just yeah, it was it was tough. But um yeah, this audition came in um, I should say email came in first. So I had a uh, former director as well at UCB um, named J- uh, Joan Ford. And she, I got an email from her one day randomly. And she was like, hey, I'm a writer on um, Tiny, the new Tiny Toons re- reboot that's coming out. And she was like, I thought of you for the role. I think you should really audition for um, Babs and Shirley. And oh, wow. I was like, oh, this is, cool. Uh, Thank you so much for thinking of me. That's crazy. Um, And so I was like, hmm, which one should I do? And I was like, well, there's no way they're going to book me (laughs) as Babs Bunny. That just seems like a lot of responsibility and like just, you know, they're probably going to get some polished, well-known celebrity actor or (laughs) um, to, to voice Babs. And so I wrote it off and I sent in an audition for Shirley instead. And that's Shirley the Loon, the mystical duck character. Very so modest sent- of you. <laughs> Can you believe it? That's a lesson in itself. Don't, <laughs> don't downplay your talents. And, you know, sometimes we're our own worst enemies, I tell you. Absolutely. So I, I know. I So I overlooked it and I was like, I'm just going to send it in for Shirley. And so I sent one in for Shirley and uh, I, and then like a couple weeks later, I actually got an audition, an official audition from my agents at Osbrink. <laughs> and they also sent in, uh, sent me an audition for Babs and Shirley. And okay. so I wrote back to them and I was like, oh, hey, just so you know, I, I already sent in an audition for Shirley. <laughs> um, <laughs> hope that's okay. I uh, had a little connect, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I already, you know, sent in one for Shirley. And they were like, well, you should do one for Babs too. And I was like, ah, okay. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to do an audition for Babs Bunny, I need to absolutely get coaching for this. <laughs> um, so I reached out to Robin Reed, uh, who's a voice coach here in Los Angeles, and she was amazing and met with me over Zoom uh, to coach for this. And so, um, yeah, we had our coaching session and she was super great. And she like edited my audition together and, and you know, send it back to me. And she was like, here you go. Good luck. And I was like, you're amazing. Thank you so much. And she was like available on the fly, too. So I was very grateful for that. Very serendipitous. I know. And so I sent my audition in. And then I was like, do you need me to do another for Shirley? And they were like, send us the one you did. So I sent both auditions in. Cut to a few weeks later, I got a call back for Shirley. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I know. And they were like, can you just like do it again, but a little bit faster, just like with a little more energy and a little bit quicker pace. And I was like, oh. Oh my God, I got a call back for Tiny Toons. Yes. And I was like, for Shirley, sure. Okay, I could do that. Oh, what a loon I am. Oh, what a loon I am. Shirley. And so I went back in my little closet 
and did the audition again, a little bit faster, sent that in. And I was like, fingers crossed. And then a couple of weeks, actually, it was probably like a month later, I want to say, I didn't hear anything. Of course, I had let go, forgotten about it, given up <laughs> everything, you know, like <laughs> actors do. It's like, you can't get attached to every audition. Um, but I left it, put it in the universe's hands and I was like, okay. And then, yeah, a few weeks later, I got a call from my agent and, uh, they were like, and they had my manager as well on three-way. And so everyone, my whole team was kind of on and they were like, okay, we have some exciting news for you. And I was like, what is it? And they were like, you booked Tiny Toons Luniversity. And I was like, what? And they were like, and you're going to be Babs Bunny. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I literally was screaming my tiny, tiny studio apartment. I ran back and forth. <laughs> I was like a Looney Tunes character. I literally like zipped back and forth. Bouncing off the walls. Bouncing off the <laughs> Literally bouncing off the walls. And I, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, how? What? How? Because my brain was on Shirley, you know, right, the whole time. Yeah. And then I was like, Babs, that means I'm going to be Babs. <laughs> I admire the fact that you went to a coach, an acting coach for mm -hmm. this character. Like you yeah. saw this character and you were like, that's a lot of responsibility. I need yes. help to get there. And, yes. and you got it. And like, I think it's just, a, it's a testament to the fact that you were so humbled and that you knew that this yeah. character needed a, a bit more. And mm -hmm. it really, yes. like you reached inside yourself and you found Babs. Yes. I, I love that. I love that story. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. You were on stage. You were the first person announced for Tiny Toons University and you were on yeah. stage at Comic-Con in 2022 uh -huh. and you were the only one up there. I what, know. What, what, what was going through your head? <laughs> oh my gosh. That was, um, yeah, that was wild. First of all, it was my first time to Comic-Con. Uh, very exciting. Did not know what to expect at all. Second of all, we had all been, you know, the cast, we had all been very excited about the possibility that we might go to Comic-Con. Um, we had a cast group chat that we would, you know, talk back and forth to each other and we'd be like, oh, Comic-Con's announced. We have, has anybody heard anything? Has anybody heard? No. And we'd all be like, nope, haven't heard anything yet. Fingers crossed. And so we all were very just like excited and anticipating like, oh, will they bring the whole cast? They gotta announce us all. Like, that's crazy. Like, they can't just let this Comic-Con go by without saying anything. Right. And so then finally... I got an email from my agents and they were like, hey, we have a request for you to appear at Comic-Con. I was losing my mind. I was just like, this is so cool. This is amazing. Come earn your Toon degree at Acme University. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can't wait for us all to be at Comic-Con. <laughs> and then I, I had texted the group chat and I said, did you guys get emails? And no, and they were like, not yet. <laughs> and they were like, you got an email. And I was like, I, I sent a screenshot of it. <sighs> this is, yeah, I'm getting chills even retelling. <laughs> it was so stressful and oh, no. like, 
I know. And so I sent a screenshot and they were like, whoa, that's amazing. And they were like, Mars is probably coming anytime soon. And then, and then days went by and they're like, we haven't gotten anything. And then I got the word that it would just be Babs Bunny being announced. And my heart sunk. Yeah, my heart sunk. I, I was like, well, this is not at all how I expected it to go down, you know? Right. And so that was like a, a stressful moment for, for us all. <laughs> we all immediately like went, we went out to dinner and we were like, what is happening? And then I immediately was like, you guys are coming still. Like everyone still, we're all going. This is what we planned. This is how we decided it would go. We're all going. They're getting me a hotel room. Like you guys can come and stay in the hotel. And we're all going to be there. It's going to be a group cast thing. Like, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, the Comic-Con ended up coming and then um, we all ended up going just because everyone had other, you know, things going on at Comic-Con anyways. Yeah. Um, but they were like, no, you go. We're going to support you every step of the way. We're going to be there in the audience. We're going to cheer you on. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> like, I literally <laughs> was like, this feels awful and exciting and horrible all oh, at the no. same time. I know. I can't imagine. It, but at least you had camaraderie behind you. Like everybody yes. was like cheering you on from, oh, from the audience. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so supportive. That's that's insane. I know. And so I, I realized, you know, and if I could be vulnerable and honest for a second, yeah, it was it, it was a very personal journey. Oh no, am I getting emotional? <laughs> <laughs> We all are having our own journeys here. You know, we're a part of the cast, but we're all having our own sort of growth moments, you know, throughout this whole process. And so I'm grateful that, you know, I, I, I'm grateful that I was able to have that experience, um, you know, just a moment of just, just, um, I don't know, a moment of just, uh you know, recognizing my journey and everything that has built up to this moment and all of the auditions and all of the roles that I didn't get and all of the just mental, you know, perseverance (laughs) that it takes to be in this business. And so having the support of everyone and being up there on the stage and being announced as Babs Bunny was truly, I don't even, I could don't even really have words to describe it. I kind of was just on autopilot going through the moments, uh, just like, you know, uh, my shell of a human was walking on stage and like trying to be present and trying to, you know, just remember the moment and, and experience it in its fullness. It was a really, really beautiful, beautiful experience. Um, but yeah, also very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame you for having those emotions and feeling a little bit out of sorts and out of body in that. I mean, that is a lot for somebody to go through, but it I mean, was a lot. It, it's so interesting that they decided to have you up there announcing for Babs Bunny 
And I think it was a message to fans as well that this was going to mm. be a new type of Tiny Toons and they were going to like shake up the ant farm, as it said, whenever there's yeah. a new Looney Tunes project and, you know, they get new voices and new talent in there. But yeah. you, the entire team has really made it their own and you included, like you really breathed new energy and life into these characters. And that's all about, mm. you know, your history and and your experiences and mm-hmm. i love that i love that experience and i i'm i i'm shocked that it went down that way but i know it made you a stronger person somehow absolutely <laughs> absolutely it did yeah it's a moment i will never forget um and then we got to go to comic con the next year all together so that was fun and Tessa Netting, David Arrigo Jr., Eric Bauza, they are all such incredible, incredible performers. And like, uh, yeah, I I feel like we all are our characters, <laughs> you know, like Tessa <laughs> is Speedy Bird. David is literally plucky and Hampton <laughs> somehow. <laughs> um, it's crazy. And Eric Bauza is anyone who you ask him to be. <laughs> <laughs> literally like they like they are all so incredibly talented and skilled and kind and generous and yeah it, it was really really nice being able to all four of us go and even though we didn't get to do the panel um for reasons uh <laughs> you know it was still really nice to have the moment all together and and finally be able to watch the episodes um yeah, yeah. that was also a, a surreal experience <laughs> So I actually covered that uh, this year's Comic-Con and yes. spoke about the reason why it didn't fully be a panel and it was just a yeah. screening. But mm-hmm. hearing the laughter come from the cast behind me was such a joy. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's definitely something that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. And it was so great. <laughs> you and Tessa and David, like, giggling behind me was was. The joy to my ears, but also it was just a fun way to to watch watch these episodes that I had never yeah. seen. So yeah. I, I wanted to break down a little bit of the character, but also the history. Did you know that Babs Bunny might be possibly be named after Barbara Streisand due okay. to her role in What's Up Doc, the 1972 <laughs> film, um, <laughs> which celebrates Warner Brothers animation. And Ooh, she plays yeah. a Bugs Bunny type character, including oh. chewing a carrot and chewing the scenery. What's up, Doc? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, uh, I had not seen that movie. I'll okay. tell you a little secret. I had not seen that movie. <laughs> I That's hope funny. the fans don't come for, come for me. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, um, I don't think it's widely seen. I, oh, I think okay. it's, I think it's a, a pretty rare find. Um, <laughs> but, well, when, yeah. <laughs> but I just saw her performance in that a couple years ago, and I was, I was just putting dots together, and I was like, oh, I yeah. wonder if this is how Babs – got her name like as a homage to Barbara Streisand who was nicknamed Babs back right. in the day. Oh my gosh. You are probably onto something. So when you mentioned that, I looked up the movie and I watched a little bit of it. And I think you might be right because each even look first of all, Barbara Streisand, legend, Absolutely. icon, queen. <laughs> All yeah. the things that Babs Bunny is, well, that makes complete sense to me. She also looks like a bunny in yeah. that movie, in my opinion. Would you say? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's a little uncanny, but also, you know, it's just, a, I think it's a vibe and an energy she puts off in that movie where she's yeah. so cool and confident and nonchalant about everything. Yes. And uh-huh. it's like, yeah, that's a part of Bugs Bunny. And like, if you were to break down Bugs Bunny into two sections, I think it would be Buster <laughs> and Babs that yes. make the entire character. I mean, there's other oh, elements there as well, but sure. I think that yeah. was the idea initially. So I love that breaking it down to a scientific. <laughs> Ren would appreciate that. Ren would appreciate. Ren would love. She'd be yeah. She would love that. The chemical <laughs> compound of Bugs Bunny is. <laughs> oh, now I'm feeling a little crossover action. Uh, <laughs> that could be very fun. Ren and ba- oh, Ren and Babs it like joined together as either one character or working together as two buddy, buddy, buddy. (laughs) Only on Cartoon Network can that happen. (laughs) Hey, I'm pitching it. Somebody pick it up. Call me. (laughs) So this version of Babs is bonded with Buster more so than any other character. Did you bring any personal experience to the role with that? And if so, did you have adventures with your siblings growing up? Yeah, actually, it's very interesting because my sister did not like me growing up. <laughs> I say that in a loving sibling sort sure. of way, you know. My but sister just, was the exact same way with me, and we're exactly. two and a half years apart. <laughs> okay, yeah. So she thought I was just so weird. She didn't understand why I was so slow all the time and why I would always get so distracted. We'd have to walk to school together and she'd be miles ahead of me and I'd be like off to the side collecting rocks and like <laughs> be, being a geologist out of nowhere. Just like, yeah, she thought I was so weird and different. And we didn't actually become friends, I would say, like, you know, close friends until I went to college, you know, because wow. she, she didn't do high school together. She she left as I was coming in. But then so I followed her all the way across the country to Washington, D.C. for school. And so, you know, while she wasn't in college at the time, uh, you know, we ended up living in D.C. together. And that's when we really formed a bond, you know, because we yeah. both had these experiences of going away from home and being miles and miles away across the country together. And we kind of found comfort in, in being each other's, you know, sort of support system. Uh, and so, yeah, in a sense, it is just like <laughs> Babs and Buster. Um, we were off on our own and, and developing our own sense of like personalities and away from our family and our parents. Um, and we really just kind of grew up and, and became, you know, adults away from home. <laughs> Both of our brothers had gone to school in, in Seattle. Um, and we were the only two that, you know, went across the country for college. Uh, we wanted to be as far away as possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, as somebody who moved to California, I can agree that I had to, you know, move away to find myself. And, you know, that that kind of happens, I think, with people. But yeah. Um, And my sister and I were the same. We we moved away for college and then we kind of became each other's a little bit of a support system uh, near the end there. Uh, But now we're (laughs) we're good friends. (laughs) Same, same, same. Now I wish she was here in LA with me. I'm like, why can't you come and move here for like six months? Just come on. Uh, Leave your husband and kids and come come be with me. (laughs) Did you and your sister ever pull pranks on anyone? Oh, gosh, no. So that is the other difference. So, you know, Babs and Buster, they have their 
differences. My sister, her name's Heather. Uh, she is uh, definitely the left brain. Is that that's the logical, yeah. like you know, smart <laughs> side of the brain? Uh, I'm the weird, wacky, right, creative side of the brain, and so we differ in that aspect. Um, so she didn't really, you know, do any pranks or anything. But I was very much a prankster growing up, I would say. Um, I used to call my mom and and do voices when she was at work. I would call, I would prank call her. <laughs> and I'd be like, hello, can I speak to June Heston? <laughs> and uh, the receptionist at my mom's job knew me and he <laughs> knew any time that this, you know, a weird voice was calling asking for June. That's, that's June's daughter, Ashley. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was fun stressing my mom out growing up. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to look up the brain thing just to make sure we had it right. And it was oh, right. left is logical and yes. right is creative. Yes. I think that's what good. we said. Yes. Good, good. <laughs> Thank you for all the fact checkers out there. You can rescue me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Put your pencils You're down. <laughs> So I'm going to ask Bowser about this too of Buster, but what do you think was Babs's favorite childhood game to play with her family while growing up on the family rabbit farm together? Oh gosh. <laughs> right. Not it's... to put you on the spot. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. So let's see. Babs. Probably charades. I'll say. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, because uh, she likes to do, she likes to act out things. And yeah, she would do charades and she would probably, you know, be really competitive <laughs> about it and really diplomatic and really, you know, she'd probably run uh, everything and tell everyone what to do, <laughs> what to do and how to do it. And, uh, and of course she would, her team would win. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So I, I wanted to bring up the the characters in this. They each have their own realization of what type what type of tune they want to be. And for Babs, it's a director. They really <laughs> enjoy directing other tunes for comedy yeah, and for drama. And the way she casts the play in the end is <laughs> very much uh, reminiscent of those crazy castings that you think won't work, like Heath Ledger as the Joker, and then they end up blowing everyone away. And I feel like they purposefully did that with this, you know, play for Babs, where she casts Hampton as Bugs Bunny. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh I, just, I just love the way that I feel we're getting a new identity for Babs with yeah. this. And you are injecting this new life into it in a, in a way that makes sense. And, and I think that, you know, this new direction is also reminiscent of kids coming up today and like how they can find themselves through school and, or through family or friends. And, you know, I, I think it's a really wonderful thing to see um, on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that she, what they've done with Babs now is really just a great, I don't know, representation uh, for, yeah, kids growing up to, today to just see, you know, Babs becoming her own bunny, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and finding her strengths and weaknesses and pushing boundaries and sort of challenging the status quo. She's definitely a, a character that is going to 
hopefully inspire kids growing up today to do the same thing. And yeah, and just really be sort of a representation of just like, you can be this confident, you can have all of the emotions, you can make choices, and sometimes they're wrong, and sometimes they're right. And that's okay, though, as long as you sort of, you know, encourage and support other people, um, find strengths and weaknesses, strengths, not weaknesses, strengths in other people, um, build people up impart into them. Is that a weird way to say that? I no, don't know. No, no. Impart <laughs> yeah. the direction that they need and exactly. inspire them to yes. try new things. Exactly. I think that is something that um, kids definitely should learn. And, and that's, Absolutely. you know, follow your passions, kids. <laughs> yeah. Follow your passions. Wherever try they new, need. And try new things. Cause you know, like that, For you know, I didn't listen. I moved to LA to do acting, like t- TV acting, and I'm found myself in a whole different. <laughs> and now you're a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's like, don't be afraid to step outside of the box. Just go, go, do it, be it. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I'm inspired by Babs. <laughs> I love she that. inspires me. <laughs> So one last question, and this is a fun one. If you actually were enrolled in Acme University, what course would you sign up for? Oh, gosh. Okay. Do you mean like literally or fake courses that I make up in my head? (laughs) Or do you mean like actual like courses at Acme? They can be be fake courses. They can be any, any way that you would like to expand your your growth and your brain and being a tune of your own kind? Uh, I would probably, I would probably take like, um, intro to invisibility course. (laughs) (laughs) Hampton really nailed that. Um, with, I mean, without even taking a course, he finds the invisibility spray and just automatically sprays himself. But but he does lose his pants. So, (laughs) Yes, yes. It has its own drawbacks. Exactly. I would love, yeah, I would would take that for myself. (laughs) This is me, Ashley. I would love to be spray painted invisible and then show up anywhere. Sure. And spy on people. (laughs) Okay, so we got to watch out for you. (laughs) You can be anywhere. No, you can to me. I could be anywhere. I would take any course by Wiley Coyote. I think him as a science teacher would be so fun at every course yeah. and every class. He's going to blow himself up yeah. and it's so fun to watch. So okay. I would just yeah. like sign up for everything. I love that. <laughs> and now I'm imagining a crossover with Wiley Coyote and Ren. Oh, wow. Doing, doing <laughs> like a... Ren comes in as a professor, uh, you know, <laughs> of science, of, of science, science, yeah, science. That'll be fun. Is there anyone else you would like to thank for their work on Tiny Tunes University? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I just want to also th say thank you, a huge thank you to uh, Aaron Gibson and Nate Cash, our producers of Tiny Toons Luniversity. Like, we would not be here without them. I'm so grateful for their support all throughout our recording. You know, even up until now, it's just like they they really um, – I don't know. They're they're amazing, and it's incredible what they've done with the show. And yeah, they've just been so great and so supportive all throughout this process. And so I'm like, I have to just say thank you to them because they're amazing. <laughs> Absolutely, and the writing on this show is just phenomenal. And I love how the episodic nature of what they did really builds as you go episode to episode. So yeah, shout out to Aaron Gibson uh, who is a a big proponent of the writing on this yes. um, and uh, Nate Cash, who is uh, overseer of more of the animation side of it. And just the, the collaboration there is unmatched. And I'm yeah. really glad that they're a part of this. I know. What a great duo. What a great duo. Absolutely. Ashley, this has been a joy. Where can people find you online and where can <laughs> they watch your, your current work? Okay, so I am online. I'm on Instagram as at Ashley Crystal. That's A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H-C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. Um, and then on Instagram, you know, I am not a huge Twitter person. I've only started tweeting now because of the show. Um, and I mostly just repost and reply to kind kind comments. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, on there, I'm the at sign. Schley Crystal, which is, Schley Crystal. is not confusing at all. No. Um, but it's, you know, it's Ashley Crystal, but no A. Instead, it's the the little at. Love it. <laughs> no, it's so creative. Um, and yeah, what was part two? Oh, uh, where can people watch your work? Oh, right. So what's what's out there? Watch Cradle of the Creek. Obviously, it's on Cartoon Network um and hbo max and then obviously watch tiny tunes every saturday at 9 a.m on cartoon network and Woo. also streaming now on max um and then of course look out for you know uh jessica's big little world which will also be coming to i believe max um and then uh you know we got some other projects uh coming down the pipeline you're cooking up stuff cooking up stuff um so you know keep an eye out <laughs> and we want to say that we support the unions that are currently striking yes. and yes. we want there to be a, a unified yeah, agreement to happen soon so yeah. everybody can go back to work and more Come content on. can be created because we love we love animation and we love these, yeah. these talented individuals that are making it happen. So yes. obviously everything that we do is in support of the WGA and SAG. -AFTRA. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. Yes. yes. WGA strong, SAG after strong. Let's let's make a deal, folks. <laughs> and you can follow the podcast everywhere at This Means Pod or This Means Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. OFC This Means Pod on X <laughs> was Twitter now X. It's weird. It's a weird oh, time. Right, X. I forgot. Oh gosh, everything's changing. Everything. Everything. It's it's too wild. <laughs> it's too much to keep up with. It really is. Yeah.
But that is not all. We have plenty more Tiny Toons Luniversity coverage coming your way, so please follow the YouTube channel for this video and other videos, and like and subscribe if you're into that kind of thing, and share with all of your friends who love animation and Tiny Toons and Looney Tunes and these characters, because these characters yeah. are not represented as big as the other studio's mascot. So <laughs> let's get the word out and yeah. hopefully Looney Tunes can have a big resurgence in 2024. Uh, but right now I love what is happening in this year and I will continue to praise Luniversity for what it's doing. And thanks to Amblin Entertainment and uh, Warner Animation, I just, I'm enamored by the work that they're doing and yeah. I and stick right here because that's not all folks. Woo!